We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I mean, I think each game's different. You know, you can't draw conclusions from five weeks ago and say it was the same thing this week. It's a completely different team we're playing against. You know, anytime that the defense schemes you up well, they execute well. Um, we got to amplify our level of play too. But you know, in terms of a pattern of things that I see from a team, I don't. You know, I'll leave that to you guys, you experts. <laughs> got the sarcastic you experts thing going already. Dawson Knox. Some of his comments in the locker room yesterday after the loss to the Bengals. Season over, and we're taking your calls at uh, 803-0550 on Bills Football Monday. We'll get connected with our fans. Again, we appreciate, folks, uh, some hold times this morning. Thank you for being patient. We're getting to everybody slowly but surely. Kyle in Toronto is uh, next here on WGR. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so just a, uh, just a couple quick things. One, I think the, the most frustrating thing for me, and, and it was brought up already this morning, is that fourth and two on our own 20 when we were down 14. And similarly, when we were at the near the second half, end of the second quarter where, uh, where we didn't go for it, even on a fourth and 10, and we punted the ball. It just, it just made me realize the, the difference between our franchise player, which is, of course, Josh Allen, who puts everything on the line on every play, is stiff-arming safeties, doesn't dive for, you know, and takes the extra yard, unlike every other QB in the league. And our coaching staff, who seem to, no matter how many times they say they made a mistake last year, they were too conservative, we played prevent defense with 13 seconds left, and blah, blah, blah. We just do the same thing over and over again. We talked about the playing back on a third and four, and we gave um, you know, seven yards of cushion to one of the best receivers in the league. It just seems like Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are there to play hard. So is Poyer. So is uh, obviously Milano. And our guys are there, and our coaches keep letting us down. And the most frustrating thing is they just – all I remember last year saying, we got to do better. We got to be more aggressive. We got to not punt the ball. We got to do this. We got to do that. And then when the, when the game's on the line – Obviously, we were down 14 early, but they just went back to their old tendencies, which is just crawl up in a ball and, um, and just let the other team do what they want with us. And, and that, that's really, to me, the story of the Bills, is we have the hardest-working guys, the most heart out of so many players on the team. Um, obviously, everyone coming around Hamlin was amazing. And I love McDermott for his leadership, for his you know, player-centered, but the, the in-game sort of scaredness it just keeps popping up at the worst possible times yeah i have no problem that i didn't like any of the decision making from mcdermott and you can right absolutely cite playoff games and his decision making each season in different instances in playoff games um you know it's fourth and ten right Okay, why are you punting with 47 seconds left in the first half? Are you punting because we're going to play field position, we're going to get the ball to start the third quarter, so we're not going to score here, but we're not going to let, we're going to back them up because we're getting the ball. Get points. Try it. Go for it. What do you got to lose? Your, your offense has got, like, what going on? Try and help them out. Fourth and goal at the seven. 
Field goal. All right, great. So now you're down seven. You need touchdowns. You're playing Joe Burrow. You're not playing Skylar Thompson or Zach Wilson. And I honestly thought it's fourth and two at his own 20. It's his own 20. I get it. I absolutely thought, you know, I think he'd go for this here. And not punt it, play field position. Although he did say, I'm guessing they had a fake punt planned. McDermott said after the game, he was asked about fourth and two. Why did you punt? Without getting into strategy, we had something dialed up there. They didn't give us the look we wanted. It got called off. There's a fake punt. I assume they were going to do a fake punt. Or you could do this. Go for it on fourth and two with your quarterback. You know, maybe Josh runs for two yards. Just, you you know, why? Why are you playing? And, and let's just trust our defense. The defense couldn't stop Cincinnati this, all day long. And maybe it'll go too far to make this point, but why are you deciding that if you get a look from your special teams, you <laughs> feel like you, you can get two yards right. and you're willing to do that? Um, can't your offensive coordinator dial up something that gives you a look a at, slant? at, at two yards? A, a screen? Anything? A short, quick throw. Joe Burrow's getting the ball, coming out fast. You can't do that for two yards? It's, it's yeah, so anyway, to the caller's point, yeah, I didn't. Look, they were they were just dominant in every facet. As much as we talk about offense and defense, their coaching staff had a terrible day yesterday. The head coach, the coordinators, everybody had a miserable day yesterday. I didn't like any of those decisions. Let's, uh, yeah, we're good. Okay, let's get to... Uh, let's see where we left off here. Tom in San Antonio, you're next here on WGR. Go right ahead, please. Hey, guys, good morning. I mean, you're hitting it all on the head today. Uh, absolutely great calling um, with, with, with everything that went down. But have you guys addressed what happened with Stefan Diggs yet? No, go we, ahead. We, just we, we didn't really we, talk about it. We just him. don't know other than he seemed upset and left. Well, because I'm trying to talk to my son about what Stefan Diggs did, and he's looking at the Internet, and everybody's talking about And I'm like, no, that is not a leader. You know, you stick with it. You know, you try to build and you try to show some kind of resilience. This team has gotten through so much together. And to see to see him kind of yelling at Allen on the sideline is one thing. Okay, get fired up. But then to ditch out on the locker room? He didn't. He was there He was, he was. was there for Sean McDermott's thing. He went back for McDermott's addressing of the team. He left before the media portion, yeah. Okay, so what? what so what? So what do we think about that? I have no I think, problem I have, with it. Don't care. He'll probably talk today. I have no problem with it. I'd be frustrated too. I'd be I'd be mad as hell if I were Stefan Diggs. And okay. I'm a guy in the media who thinks you should talk to the media. I would be mad if I was Stefan Diggs. And you know what? It's probably better to rush out of there than go sit in front of the cameras and rip your teammates in the yeah. anger of the moment. Then we'd be yelling about Diggs not being a good teammate. He's throwing guys under the bus. He decided to just step away and maybe he will talk at locker clean out today. I, I, a great point, guys. Thank you. Uh, have a great day. Yeah, no, okay. I'm, everybody. And, 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 there are people down here in San Antonio are calling him a child. So. No, 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 no. Whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like the national you, media is calling him, you yeah. know, childish and all that. That's how. It, that's how it works. That's the point about. Hey, you know, you know, it's good to take a time out, you right. know, and, and gather yourself. Right. You know, that's a real good point. So, you, at least you guys gave me something to, to counter with today because I'm going to be hearing it. Although the Cowboys did get their bucket. <laughs> <too, so laughs> and I don't have any problem if you're, you know, a person that's on the beat that thinks that's Bush League. I think you have every right to yeah. think that, too. Right. Um, right. A leader is yeah. supposed to be there to talk after good games and bad games. And I under, I completely understand that. Yep. I'm telling you, if I'm Diggs, look how angry we are about the offense. How about playing on the team? Yeah, I mean, I also think with this general point, leadership is always in the eye of the beholder. 
because somebody yells on the sideline, you think, look at him, he still cares. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got an email here that just oh, came right, in. Right, right, right. I got an email just came in to me about how emotionless the Bills seemed in the fourth quarter. There's a guy that had emotion. Yeah. What maybe he's saying, what are we bleeping doing out here? Right. Is it leadership to just shut your mouth and go along with a team that isn't showing emotion? Or is it leadership to speak out in those moments? No, I think you phrased it right. Each person will have a different feeling on that. One person will look at it and go, hey, he's got the fire in his belly. Good for Diggs. And another one will call up and say, that's not being a team player. Right. You can't well, be calling out your quarterback in the, on the sideline with everybody looking. You just don't do I have no problem with what happened yesterday. If I were him, I would have been livid. Right. Some would say leadership is taking a player that's not good enough under your wing and bringing them along. And others would say leadership is going to your coaches and saying, this guy's not good enough. Get somebody better. Yeah. Those are both forms of leadership. Whichever one you like better might be the one that you think is leadership. 803-0550 to join us. Off to Joe in Attica next. You're on WGR. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Um, so I've just been reflecting on the season and this game. Um, you know, this is the third year in a row. You know, this team has given me strong vibes of the late 2000 San Diego Chargers. You know, good enough to win your division. You know, we're trying to build a team to win these playoff games. We just can't get it done. And, you know, that, that's roster construction is what I'm seeing. And you've got the Jets. You've got the, the, the Dolphins. You know, these teams are good teams. They've got more skilled position players than we have. Um, you know, they're a quarterback away from being able to beat us. You know, I, I feel like, you know, this was our last chance, you know, with this roster – to make a push for the Super Bowl, and it it came up short. And I think we really need to look ourselves in the face and say we need to do something different. And you know that comes down to the free agent signings um, and and definitely skill position players. We are just deficient in skilled skill position players. We have not drafted any, and you know are, is it going to change? Are we going to get better players? Because if not. We're going to be second or third in the division next year, struggling to make the playoffs. Well, I don't, I'm not in that a gloomy mood today. I think, well, you know, I think you're 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 right to bring up Miami. Miami's skill position players are outstanding, and the Jets have built a very good roster. They have to find a quarterback. That's right. And on that point, like I'm not ready to say the Bills are going to finish second or third in the division next year yet, but this has been a two year thing where not just this last off season, the one before, going back to when the the Bengals draft Jamar Chase. The AFC has been an arms race on offense, and the Bills haven't kept up. No, well, they're third. At best, they're third right now. And and you can make the case, by the way, that the Chargers have some really good skill If you want to go players. just weapons, they're behind the Jets. Yeah. I mean, the Jets have loaded up Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, who you might be on the way out. Bre- uh, Brees, Brees Hall. Hall's a good like, running back, yeah. Yeah, maybe they're not behind the Jets, no. but it's close. And whether that's the Chargers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin, Austin Eckler, Eckler. Yeah. you know, you've got teams. You mentioned the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Chiefs. Maybe the Jaguars. And maybe the Jaguars. And this year there will be a draft, and there'll be stud receivers that go, and I'm going to do what I do every year in the offseason, watch how many of these teams in the AFC ahead of the Bills take a receiver and then see the Bills be mock-drafted a safety, and I'm going to think, when will you get into the arms race? Yeah. You, in 2020, you were at the top right there with the Chiefs, and your offense is sustained by a stud unicorn quarterback, and you got out of the arms race. You joined in the defensive lineman race. 
and you're just you're paying the price for it. Yeah. Yep. Every time they get to the playoffs, you'll hear this. Oh, the defense is good all year, and then they go. They show up in the playoffs, they get beat. Yeah, by who? By these offenses right. that have passed you, that have C- Cincinnati. It's not just those three receivers who, of course, are tremendous. I mean, Tyler Boyd is an awesome slot receiver. Hayden Hurst is very good for them. Yeah, they, a they, perfect they, fit. They had a problem. They couldn't cover him yesterday. They had Ozama who left, and they get Hurst and That's bang, right. yeah. better. By the way, Ozama's good too, and where's he? Is. he? He's in New York. Right. I think to the call to the college point. Look, I think there are two things. Um, I don't like. I said I'm not sitting here this morning going, "Oh my God, they're going to be third in the division next year." Um, but there's two things in play here. One, you have fallen clearly behind Kansas City and Cincinnati in the AFC. That wasn't what we thought going into the season. You are clearly third. I know they did beat the Chiefs this year. By the way, whatever. Kansas City's playing, the Bills aren't. Yep. Again, and, again, and, and five the, years in a row. Five years in a row they're in that game. And the, the, yeah. and the Bills have been there one time. Yeah, by the way, I now hate the Chiefs. And now, I'll be honest with you, I don't like either of these teams because I didn't like the Bengals trolling everybody with the get-the-refunds crap yesterday <sighs> right. either. That was, oh, I don't even want to say what it is. I'll get fined. But the other part of it is, to the division, your point is, is, is valid from this standpoint. The division, for the last two seasons, in my opinion, was a cakewalk. Was don't even break a sweat. You are clearly the best team in the division. Well, Miami pushed them this year, and if the Jets get a quarterback, look out. It's going to be a, it's going to be harder. It will not be. They're just going to walk to the East. It's a matter of and who do you got to beat to get out of the conference. The division is not a cakewalk anymore. It's now work, and that's I think to the college point. Maybe that's what you were trying to. Point and that out. that comes down to drafts. I mean, what have the Jets done? The Jets were bad. Had a bunch of picks. And they have absolutely nailed those picks. Yeah, Sauce Gardner might be the best corner in football. On both sides of the ball, right, by the way. Both right. sides. Brees right. Hall, second-round running back. The defensive end they got from Florida State uh, with Jermaine Johnston. Like They have nailed their draft picks. Receiver, Garrett Wilson, absolutely nailed it. They might get offensive and defensive rookie of the year, the Jets might. Hmm. You say if they get a quarterback, look out. Meanwhile, in Miami, the good news here is we're all going to laugh at New England. In Miami, <laughs> boy, their coach, man. Their coach looks good. Yeah, I think so. Their coach yeah. is the offensive kind of play designer, play caller that Kyle Shanahan is, that Nick Sirianni is. Speaking of the discussion of how other teams scheme guys open, see Miami. Right. And I feel like I'm, with the Bills, I'm not in the arms race of the modern, just blossoming offense right now, whether that's a lack of weapons or a lack of creativity from the coordinator. it's a combination of the two. It, it could be. It could be. And if they, they just might, what, promote from within, and if Dorsey does get the job in Carolina, it's Joe Brady. Okay, he's had some success with guys like Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. but it should it should not even be close to be to being good enough. And it was, it was identifiable for two months that what they were doing on offense, this isn't good enough. 803-0550 to join us. More of your calls coming up in a moment. It is Bill's Football Monday, brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.